Hello and thank you for tuning into Sideline Story, your number one destination for sports news, analysis and discussions. My name is Brandon Yates and I'm thrilled to be hosting the show and today we will be talking about the NBA Finals with my co-hosts Yang Guang and Puyu. Thank you guys so much for joining me on the show again. And as we know, led by 34 points from Stephen Curry, the Golden State Warriors defeated the Boston Celtics 103 points to 90 in Game 6 on Thursday night to claim their fourth NBA championship in the last eight seasons. The victory gives the trio of Curry, Clay Thompson and Draymond Green, or as they're better known, the Big Three, their fourth title together, all under head coach Steve Kerr, adding to their championships from 2015, 2017 and 2018. Now, um, of course, Stephen Curry, as we saw, he was in tears on the court after the final whistle as he finally won his first NBA Finals MVP title. And as I said, it was the first time in his career, and I think it was definitely well-deserved. Now, Yang Guang, I'd like to start with you. Mm -hmm. Because the series has come to an end, and wow, what a thrilling series it was. I think we can all agree on that. From your perspective, which player impressed you the most throughout the entire series and why? Well, it, um, it has to be Steph Curry. Um, his yeah. kind of player that is so enjoyable to watch. Those three-pointers in Game 4 were just unbelievable. Um, the Warriors would definitely lose that game if Curry didn't step up and carry the team on his back and, and, and lead them to victory. I know there are debates that Andrew Wiggins might might have a chance for the FM, F. MVP award um, mm. because of his outstanding plays on the two ends of the courts, uh, which I 100% agree. But um, um, this is Curry's team. Uh, we must right. admit it. Uh, without him, any of the debates of who would win the title, who would win the MVP title would be gone because the Warriors would not be able to reach here in the finals. Um, from the perspective of how Curry helps the Warriors in tactics, um, his threats to the opponent's defense have been a headache throughout the series for Boston. Um, from game one, I still remember that the Celtics gave Curry some space and let him shoot um, in the opening of the match. That game, Curry made six threes in the first half. And scored 21 points. from the Celtics, right? Yeah. And, and <laughs> he scored 21 points in the first quarter. It's just um, yeah. what he does uh, if, you, if you let him lose. Um, if, if you leave him alone, he will punish you from whatever place, whatever angle on the court. He just um, he totally changed the Boston's strategy all by himself. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a player that can single-handedly attracted so much defense. There was a picture I saw online the other day. Four Celtics players surround Curry trying to stop him at the time in game two. And I remember that um, he made a pass to Kavan Looney in that play. Um, and Looney made two points under the basket. It's just um, that picture just explains all about um, what Curry is capable of. Yeah. Look, I think we'll get to all of the aspects of his game. And I think what you touched on there is extremely important. You know, it's not just the three pointers. It's not just the scoring that he, you know, does on a, a single-handedly. It's the space that he also creates for other players. Mm -hmm. But as we progress through the chat, we'll also talk about the performances of some of his teammates 
and you know just what makes the Golden State Warriors organization organization such a powerful unit for you um just from your perspective who was your um most impressive player throughout the series and why um you know if it wasn't Steph Curry do you have any other players in mind how can anyone not be impressed by Stephen Curry? <laughs> exactly. Not only because how big of a role he's played in the Warriors' achievements this season and throughout franchise history, but also because what kind of player he is. Of course, in this NBA final series, he is definitely the most noticeable player. And um, despite an injury to his foot in Game 3, he said he will play in Game 4 regardless of the condition of his health. Um, those remarks could only come from a player who's committed to his team and its quest for the championship. He's, we all know that he's already very successful as a basketball player, having won three championships and numerous other honors, including MVP, top scorer, and now he's finally got that FMVP, uh, probably the only thing uh, still missing before the Warriors won the NBA title this season. Um, this, despite all that glory, he's still giving his absolute best. And he went on to score 43 points for the Warriors in the following game, in Game 4. Um, a- apart from that one particular game, at least by my impression, from what I've noticed, he was reliable and consistent throughout the series to the yeah. point that no defensive moves was able to contain him. And also, I think even if he hadn't been able to contribute as much or score as many points in Game 4 because of his injury, as the absolute leader of the team, it was important for his teammates to be reassured of his presence. Although I'm not such a big basketball fan, uh, I'll leave the discussions about his technical prowess to you guys. But from an outsider's point of view, Stephen Curry is definitely the top choice for FMVP. And I don't think there's anyone who can challenge that. Absolutely. I think, you know, even if you're not a basketball fan, if you're just a sports fan and you don't even understand the game of basketball, if someone's watching any of those games, um, you know, whether it be game one all the way through to game six, I think Steph Curry is just one of those unique talents that really stands heads, head and shoulders above the rest. I mean, if it's not his three-pointers, his layups, his passing, his dribbling, you know, his assists, it's just the whole... Warriors team that has been such a successful organization over such a consistent period of time, they seem their heartbeat is that man. Even when they were celebrating the final victory, you know, so much of the the celebrations and the praise was directed to him. Of course, we're going to talk about the performances of his teammates later on in the pod. But I just think when we're talking about FMVP, um, there just is no one else um, mm-hmm. other than Steph Curry. I think you know, even if the Celtics had somehow won the series, I think, you know, Steph Curry still would have been in the discussion for FMVP because I think he he just had such a major impact on the overall performance of the Warriors, whether it be their strong performances or their weak performances. You know, it's kind of like if he doesn't perform, then his organization doesn't perform. And mm-hmm. when his organization isn't performing when he all of a sudden gets them driving, then other guys like Draymond Green and Thompson and Wiggins and Poole and all of these other mm. players start to perform as well. But we'll get mm. into that a bit later on. But for you, just staying on um, Steph Curry, in your opinion, do you think he will go down as one of the greatest players of all time? And if he does, what do you think makes him one of the greatest players of all time? Mm. Yeah, I think he deserves a spot in history. 
because first of all, the numbers don't lie. He's the all-time top scorer of threes, and、mm. he sinks the three-pointers with such ease. Um, I don't know what else can provide a better argument for where he stands in NBA history, at least among shooters. Um, some say he changed the way people play basketball and revolutionized the NBA. And it's it's interesting that、um, Warriors coach Steve Kerr compared Curry to Roger Federer, which when I thought about it, he has a good point、uh, yeah. because they both share the same passion for their sport. They are both driven. Um, even after making history and achieving remarkable results, and they're both so graceful in style,、um, because Federer won one of the big fours in men's tennis, twenty grand, grand slams, and second only to Rafael Nadal in terms right, of right.、Uh, the number of titles they've won.、Um, if you tell me Curry is to basketball what Federer is to tennis, that will give me a very good idea of where he de- where he stands among the spectrum of all NBA players. The comments or comparison coming from his coach could be biased, but at least they're from someone who knows Curry very well. So that's something people can think about when they debate whether Curry is among the greatest NBA players of all time. Which I believe the discussions or the opinions will last for a long time because it's. One of the charms、uh, of basketball, even after the season's finished, there are still so many moments to savor. Absolutely, and I think you know the the comparison to someone like Roger Federer is quite apt. I can't remember the name of the analyst that was talking about a similar subject. I think it was also a current athlete, but it just escapes my mind right now. But they were saying watching. Um, Steph Curry play basketball is like watching Roger Federer play tennis or watching Floyd、mm-hmm. Mayweather Jr. box. It's a, it's just natural, you know. You obviously get great athletes in certain sports that have a certain amount of talents, but they really build on that talent through hard work and dedication and that kind of thing. You know, you think of the likes of Cristiano Ronaldo in football and, like you said,、um, Rafael Nadal in tennis. And I'm not saying that Steph Curry doesn't work hard or doesn't like, you know, perfect certain aspects of his game, but there's a certain Almost fluidity and you know, kind of majesty about the way he plays. It just looks like he was born to play this game, and like you said, there's just so many aspects of his game that kind of revolutionised the sport and just changed the way that you know young kids approach the game. Instead of going for dunks, they're trying to make threes. You know, they're placing more emphasis on assists. So、mm. he he brought a kind of artistry to the game that I don't think we've seen for a very long time, and I think that that impact, of course, along with his you know four NBA titles and His return from injuries, and you know, he might even go on to win further NBA titles. I think that his,、um, you know, legendary status in the game is pretty secure. Yang Guang, would you agree? Do you have anything to add in terms of Steph Curry being one of the greatest of all time? Well,、um, as a Warriors fan, as a Curry fan myself, I must say I'm a little biased, but.、Um... <laughs> Yeah,、um, his performance is just、uh, phenomenal. And、um, if we do math, Curry now has four titles, and LeBron、yeah. has four titles. I would not say Curry is above LeBron in terms of historical status, but、um, I would say Curry is one of the best、um, in his position throughout the NBA history、um, as the point、yeah. guard. I know Magic Johnson might be above him. Other than him, I don't know who else can be 
competing with uh, Curry as yeah. uh, as the second best uh, point guards of all time. I think it's tricky to pick one, you know. I mean, of course, <laughs> in terms of like legendary players, you think of the likes of Michael Jordan, and um, you know, like you like you said, um, there's also Wilt Chamberlain, and of course, if you go mm-hmm. over the the course of years, there are so many. But you know, it's it's interesting that you brought up LeBron because I think if we're going to talk about current generational players, when we look at Steph Curry and LeBron, it's interesting that you said um, that LeBron seems to have a greater reputation than Steph Curry mm-hmm. for some reason, even though they both have the same amount of titles and they both kind of have that ability to carry an organization on their shoulders. Uh, you know, like we saw LeBron do with Miami and with Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've seen Steph do now with um, the Warriors, but you know, in just in terms of your opinion, young Guang, I'd be curious to, to, to hear why do you think that certain people think that LeBron is, is somehow more, legendary or will go down as a more impactful player than Steph Curry? Uh, I would say LeBron is a more influential player. Um, he builds his brands. He's yeah. kind of player who would be more valuable in terms of commercial terms. I, I don't know. Right. Curry is kind of, I, I think he's pure basketball player. I would say before this title, Curry would not be... Like the, respected first tier of stars. If you notice that, Curry is in, in the second team of the year. He's not even in yeah. the first team of the year. That's crazy. First lineup of the year. Jason Tatum is in that. Doncic is in that squad, but Curry is not. Before this title, Curry got great help from Kevin Durant, from Andrew Iguodala uh, for the, point, yeah. the previous three titles. There's a lot of argument about his first title when Iguodala was named an FMVP. And I think Iguodala just stole that award. But anyway, for this title, people truly acknowledge Curry's achievements, Curry's status. If you notice that and all the votes for the FMVP went to Curry this time. And um, his personality, his charm is, is unbelievable. For fans, I mean, in the post-match press conference, the first question was, how did you feel you finally won this FMVP? He suddenly became irritated, saying that, um, forget about the finals MVP awards. This this is our fourth championship we're talking about. So this is what he does. That's the kind of of player I will admire. He, uh, Stephen Curry, looks like someone who would gladly trade his FMVP award for a team championship. Absolutely. He's the, yeah, he, he's the kind of player who places the glory of the team, of uh, the entire squad above personal achievements. Yeah. And speaking of the squad, Yang Guang, just in terms of, um, you know, going back to the actual, you know, all of the games throughout the finals... In your opinion, which team do you think had the greater squad depth, but also impact from the bench, which we saw in the later stages of the series became more and more important? Yeah, um, if we talk about numbers, I think the Celtics certainly had the more depth. They have more players available to play. Derek White, Ties, and a, a number of other players. Like Jalen Brown and Al Horford and people like yeah. that. Um, in the previous series against uh, Miami, against uh, Milwaukee and uh, Brooklyn, they played with uh, 
eight or nine players, even ten players. That's uh, that's a big roster, and、mm. um, it really helped them because stamina issues. But、um, in the Warriors series, clearly they cannot play it any longer because players like Pulisic is a really a big loophole in their defense, and、uh, they they have to cut it short of their lineup against the Warriors. To make it balance,、right. and and Warriors totally took the advantage of that in this final series. I think Warriors have more depth. Yeah, it was interesting. You know, I think just looking at the Boston squad, I think there were stages throughout the final series where the likes of you know、um, Brown and Williams and Horford and you know Marcus Smart as well. There were periods where. You know they had an impact in certain games, and even in some of the games where they lost, they had an impact in terms of turning around some of the massive、um, points lead that the Warriors had. But I mean, there were also kind of slow starts from the from Golden State side. You know,、uh, Clay Thompson kind of started the series not shooting well, and there wasn't、mm-hmm. much impact from you know Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green was you know getting t- taking on way too many fouls. And then all of a sudden, as we approach the more you know crucial games, you know approaching game four, five, and six, I mean Jordan Poole was sinking some unbelievable threes, and so was、mm-hmm. Wiggins. And Draymond Green's aggression really kind of、um, got the team motivated and kind of dr- drove them forward. Of course, along with you know Steph Curry's brilliance, and then all of a sudden, Clay Thompson was back to his you know shooting best. So I think it was interesting. I think both squads. You know, not necessarily the benches of both teams. In terms of the bench, I think the Warriors' bench definitely had more of an impact than、um, Celtics' bench.、Mm-hmm. But just in terms of squad performance, I think, particularly in crucial moments, some of the the players around Steph Curry really stepped up.、Um, can you think of any of those Warriors players、um, for you,、um, just from your side, that really impressed you and that kind of, you know, took some of the pressure off Steph Curry? This is a hard question for me. I really don't know where to begin about this one. So I enlisted the help of my cousin who watches the NBA a lot.、Um, he thinks overall the Warriors are stronger, and they've also got better bench depth. He particularly mentioned、uh, experienced players such as Andre Iguodala, and also there are younger players such as Jordan Poole and Gary Payton who could. All step up when they're needed to make an impact.、Um, whereas, by comparison, for Boston, their style is more old school compared with the Warriors, and they don't have a. It, it looks like they don't have a better way to weather the where the Warriors attacks, but to go head on against them. Yeah, those are his opinion from a long time. NBA fans. So,、uh, and it's interesting that he mentioned Gary Payton because none of you did.、Um, what?、Mm. So, so here's He's my, right, my question. I mean, Gary Payton、yeah. kind of came on in crucial stages, and he made some really important shots. And he also he's been out for a long time, and he suffered from some serious injuries. I know when he did return to the court in Golden State, there was a massive fan reception for him, where they were all on their、um, feet and cheering for him. You know, just for the、mm. fact that he had come back from injury, and of course, injuries is something that has really plagued、um, the Golden State organization for so long. Clay Thompson, Stephen Curry, Draymond Green have all suffered some horrendous injuries, and Gary Payton was one of those players. And when he did make his return, he had an unbelievable impact.、Um, you know, on both sides of the court.、Mm. So, 
yeah, I think that he was definitely someone that we haven't spoken about. And you're right. He had a massive impact throughout the entire series. You know, not in terms of, you know, overall numbers, but just in terms of crucial moments in the game. I think along with Wiggins and Poole, those, particularly those three, along with Draymond Green's aggression, and of course, Clay mm-hmm. Thompson finding his shooting uh, prowess finally. Yeah. I think those were a couple of the guys that had a massive impact um, on the overall success and, you know, the, the Warriors, you know, claiming the title by by game six. And then I also just think I also want to get the opinion of both of you from um, Boston's side. Of course, I think, you know, there, there was some squad, positive squad performance from them. The, like I said, the likes of, you know, Horford and Smart and uh, Brown. But I think, you know, so much emphasis was placed on Jason Tatum. And I think when it came down to it, he really underperformed, particularly in the in the final couple of games. Um, Yang Guang, what do you think about Tatum's performance? Do you think that, you know, his turnovers and his, you know, uh, not super consistent uh, passing and shooting was a major factor in the, the lack of success for Boston? Yeah, it was... Um... A nightmare series for Tatum, I would say. Um, before this series, he just uh, outperformed every player against um, the team in his position. Even Kevin Durant in the in the opening series against the Brooklyn Nets. But I don't know why he suddenly lost um, his pace against the Warriors. Do you think it was perhaps? Do you think it was perhaps that shoulder injury that he was struggling with, or do you think it was something mental? I don't think any injury um, affected him. Yeah, I, I think most of the struggles came from the mental aspect. And yeah. uh, when time came down to the wire, uh, and uh, in in some key moments, I don't think he thought it through. You know, what should I do? What should the teammates do? How yeah. this team... He seemed to be a little bit sloppy. Like it was interesting. Sometimes it didn't look like he was showing much effort, particularly with his passing. And then all of a sudden, his shooting just wasn't there. And he just, he just, he looked like he lacked the drive and aggression that someone like even Steph Curry had. Do you, did you pick up something similar like that? Um. Yeah. When Curry, I I think when Curry cannot make uh, makes threes, he just looks for teammates. But when Tatum yes. lost his rhythm. He just keeps shooting. And I, I think that's kind of stubborn attitude. And a part of the struggle from Tatum is also the defense of Andrew Wiggins. That's the uh, one Warriors player I was about to speak when you said assistance for Steph Curry. I, yes. I think Wiggins has been a player that always keeps silent. And some, sometimes people would ignore his existence on the court, but in the finals, he totally showcased what he's capable to do. His energy yeah. helped Warriors a lot. Um, the Celtics it seems have like been so much emphasis was being placed on Draymond Green in terms of his aggression and defense, but then I think that kind of allowed Wiggins to kind of silently go about doing his job, right? Yeah, I mean, the Celtics have the is the bigger size to side the whole time this mm. series. Um, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, or. or Tall swingman Marcus Smart is among the strongest in the guards of the league. Um, he's also the defensive player of the year, let's not forget. And Robert Williams yeah. and Al Hufford also bigger than Warriors' serene protectors. It, it seems like on every position, the Celtics have got the physical advantage. Then Wiggins steps up and says, no, no, he guarded Tatum extremely well. 
I don't see Tatum found a solution facing Biggins' defense the whole series. He struggled a、yeah. lot, which never happened before in the previous series.、Um, I think I have to agree with you. I think you know, just going into next season, I think Tatum definitely has to work on the mental aspects of his game. You know, to get Boston back to the level that they need to be、mm-hmm. at, and I also think that. A lot of the success of the Golden State Warriors in terms of claiming their NBA title this season was not only their performances, but also the mental strength that they showed. And Yang Guang for you, and to all of you listening at home, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Sideline Story. That is all we have time for in this episode. Thank you so much again for joining us, and、um, we look forward to you joining us again next week for our next topic. We'll see you then. Take care. Thank、you